0: Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte.
1: Hi. Anne welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. I hope everyone is well uh, and I hope you're enjoying the sunshine if you are in the UK at the moment. I cannot believe it's nearly the end of summer already. This has certainly been a, uh, a crazy year wherever you are in the world. Um, so today's episode is all about keto diets so keto is something that has come up a lot recently um bit of a buzzword so i thought that i would uh bring in izzy who is our specialist diabetes dietitian and have a little chat to her about keto what it is if it's suitable for diabetics Um, Yeah, so this is a bit of an intro to keto. So what I thought I would do is do a bit of an intro to it. And then if people want to know more um, and want to know more detail, then I can get in touch with a another medical professional, like um, a diabetes consultant or someone like that and get them on board to tell us a bit more about the diabetes side of keto. Um, So before I get started, I would like to thank you all as always for listening, numbers are going up really well. Um, If you're not getting involved already on social media, please do. So we've got the Facebook page, Diabetic and Healthy, and then two Facebook groups, Diabetic and Healthy Community, and also Type 1 Fit. So you are very welcome to join those groups and chat to other people with diabetes uh diabetic and healthy is also on instagram i put lots of top tips fitness tips nutrition tips um just general diabetes tips on there so be please do check out uh diabetic and healthy on instagram and just another reminder if you are enjoying the podcast please do hit subscribe so that you never miss a show okay so this is um izzy and myself having a chat about keto diets Hi, Izzy. How are you? Hi, Charlotte. I'm good. Thank you. And you? Yeah, good. So, today I want to talk a bit about keto diets. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that's come up a lot, both in kind of the, the Facebook groups and things like that. And it's just, you know, it, it seems to come in waves because a while ago, everyone's kind of mad on keto and then it went quiet. And now I'm seeing it pop up a lot again now. Um, And I've had people message me and say like, "Oh, uh, is keto okay for diabetics?" And I'm like, "Mm, "I'm not next." You know, my thing is training, so I can't really advise on that. So I thought it'd be a good one to get you on board and uh, have a little chat about it. Um, So my understanding of keto is it's super low carb, high fat, moderate protein, Um, and then there seem to be lots of different variations. On yeah
2: yeah so that's gen- generally it in a nutshell oh,
1: okay. um exactly okay, the doctor def- back
2: um there are a lot of different definitions so each person who sort of publishes a keto diet book or wants to sell it will have got a very specific definition. Um, so I've seen less than 50 grams of carb, less than 30 grams of carb, less than 20 grams of carb, mm-hmm. all used as definitions. Um, but they would all be classed as very low carbohydrate diets. Yeah. Um, 120 grams is generally seen as the cutoff for low carbohydrate anything under that is getting into the very low carbohydrate territory. So certainly down at 20, 30, 50, those kinds of levels. Yeah, that's very low carbohydrate and would tend to be what's considered a keto
1: diet. Okay. So the the ones that I've seen that consider themselves a a standard keto, whatever standard keto is, is, seems to be around 75% fat, uh, 20% protein and 5% carbs. That
2: Again, they can right. you know they can play around with that. Most of them are fat based mm-hmm. um, with, as you said, moderate protein. People's protein needs will be slightly different depending on their body size, the mm-hmm. amount of activity they do, if they've got any extra protein needs. Um, so protein can be worked out what the body needs for that, um, and then yeah, it's low carbohydrate. So then the rest of it's made up with fat. So mm-hmm. that percentage will vary slightly, um, but yeah.
1: It'll be along so, those lines. isn't that similar to the Atkins diet? Yeah, and um, Atkins worked pretty much
2: along the same lines. Okay. So, Atkins was all about basically cutting out the carbohydrates, so you mm. force your body to metabolize fats instead for fuel. Um, there are some slight differences. So, um, the types of fats that are recommended will vary. Again, that varies from keto diet to keto diet. So, um, it's quite um, individual. Um, and that's where it can get confusing because there isn't a specific, there's not one keto diet no. to follow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of a generic umbrella term that's used for lots of diets. But the common feature is they are low in carbohydrate and mostly the calories and nutrients that you would get from carbohydrate are replaced where possible, mostly the calories, sorry, um, are replaced with fat rather than um, protein. And the protein is kept the same. Yeah. They're a high protein. Keto diets out there as well, mm-hmm. um, depending on what the body needs. But yeah, as a general rule, if it's a keto diet, the main thing that they will all have in common is that they are very low carbohydrate. Okay. Most will be high fat to compensate the proportions will vary slightly mm-hmm. and very few people do actually monitor their diet on a gram by gram basis on a yeah. you know day to day so very few people following one of those diets would say they'd probably monitor their carbs but very yeah. few people would say oh i always have 70% fat mm-hmm. and you know that one yeah. will tend to vary a bit more
1: okay and the or, or the aim of this or the way that i've uh, kind of seen it appearing is for weight loss like predominantly for weight loss. And I've seen that it talks about lots of different health benefits. I've seen that it's um, apparently very successful with uh, people with type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes, but predominantly it's being pushed as a a way to lose weight and is apparently a lot more successful than just a a, a calorie-cutting type. oh see that that's
2: where I would I oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I know the, it's
1: not one you know I know it's you know everyone's different isn't it and a lot of them do say like but not for exactly. everyone but exactly. how, you know.
2: the success of a diet depends on how well it suits the person who's doing it so in my career as a dietitian I've met lots of people who've gone very low carb and some of those absolutely love it it really works for them the sort of foods that they can choose on a very low carb diet really suit them? Then the foods they like, it fits in with their lifestyle. They go great guns. I've had patients with type two diabetes who've managed to get their diabetes in remission by doing that. Fabulous mm-hmm. results. I've had patients who've tried it. They felt absolutely terrible. Um, they, it hasn't suited them at all. They really miss the foods they're not allowed to eat. Mental health-wise, psychologically, socially, it just doesn't work for them. They can't stick with it and that doesn't work. I've met people who have succeeded, and I use that word with definite inverted commas. Yeah. I've met people who've succeeded on pretty much every type of diet and who failed on every pretty much every type of diet because it depends what's right for them. Mm-hmm. So keto definitely can produce weight loss. You're cutting out a whole mass of food. If you're cutting out cakes, biscuits, puddings, all those kinds of foods from your diet because they're too high carbohydrate, mm-hmm. then you are having to, um, for a lot of people, that will cut out a lot of calories. I know there's the like-for-like like fats, written, but you're having to think a lot about what you eat. You don't just eat mindlessly. Mm-hmm. You're having to think about everything you eat to make sure it fits with the diet. So there's those things. Plus, there is... Um The ketotic effect of the diet, so you are switching your body from carbohydrate metabolism to fat metabolism, um, which does have some appetite suppressant effect, which helps with weight loss um, as well as burning up some fat reserves so it does work definitely um, but i wouldn't say it's a diet for all i never there's no diet that's a diet for all, um, but it might appeal to you and so weight loss is the primary thing it's known for, mm. and that's where it does particularly well in type 2 diabetes because type 2 diabetes can be a cycle for some people, again not all, for some people it's a cycle where their weight gain has stopped their body from being able to sense their insulin effectively so they become insulin resistant. Insulin resistance makes the body produce more insulin to try and overcome the resistance so they produce more insulin which causes them to gain some weight which causes more insulin resistance and yeah, they end up in this, this cycle, kind of cycle yeah. so a keto diet breaks that cycle breaks it, yeah, it okay. stops the body sense. needing so much insulin so the insulin production can come down a bit because it's not dealing with the carbohydrate in your mm-hmm. diet which will allow your insulin levels to come down in your body which helps to um avoid weight gain from excess insulin um, And also you've then got the weight loss effect of the diet itself, which helps to reduce insulin resistance as well. So in type two, particularly type twos who are overweight and where their diabetes is linked to their weight, it can be very effective. There is also a group um, of people with type one diabetes who use it. Um, I would just put the caveat, but... Research and evidence related to the keto diet, particularly in relation to diabetes, is in its infancy. So we don't know an awful lot about the effects on the body, particularly the long term effects on the body. Mm -hmm. So um, there are concerns with the keto diet around bone health and kidneys. Um, So just to bear in mind, The only way we gather evidence is by people trying it. So thanks to all the people who are trying it out there. Hopefully you'll help us to see in the long term what the effects are. Um, But for people with type 1 diabetes, if you are not eating hardly any carbohydrates, then you need to take hardly any rapid insulin. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can help with weight management. Um, It can help if you don't like taking jabs or if you worry about hypos so taking big doses of insulin for big portions of carbohydrate you worry about the hypo effect of that with a keto diet you're on very small or no doses of your rapid so the hypo risk um, comes down with that um, there's also some evidence of positive impact on blood pressure and cholesterol as well um, so just to mention that if anyone is thinking of doing the keto diet please make sure you go and talk to your healthcare professional Mm -hmm. first because you would need to be adjusting your medications and you would need to be paying particular attention to your blood pressure, your blood glucose levels, and you would need to be getting your cholesterol levels checked as well to make sure that when you do do the diet, those things are being affected positively and managed and you don't suddenly start dropping really low blood pressure and things Mm. like that, which could cause you to faint and hurt yourself and that sort of thing. So Mm. important to do it with the support and monitoring from a healthcare professional, just from a safety aspect.
1: Mm. Um, I think it's worth pointing out as well, because this is a question I've had a few times. Um, People say, oh, well, if I just stop carbs, so this is type one diabetics, if I just stop carbs, surely I won't need any insulin. Mm, no, <laughs> you definitely I'd don't. Like, you don't need the you massively actually. reduce it. Yeah, but you're still gonna need your background. Like your body still absolutely. needs to it. absolutely, absolutely.
2: One of the main jobs of insulin is to deal with the carbohydrates that you eat. But insulin has many, many other jobs in your body. And the background insulin takes care of all those background jobs that are not to do with food. So, yeah, if you're keto, your rapid insulin dose or your bolus dose, if you're on a pump, would come down a lot and may even stop. Mm -hmm. but your background you would 100% absolutely need to continue you might find it does reduce particularly if you're losing weight or something like that Um, but you would always need to consider continue with your background insulin if you don't you would run the risk of going into DKA so I'm assuming most people with type 1 are aware of DKA Mm -hmm. Um, so the keto diet causes ketosis which is where the body switches from digesting carbohydrates to digesting fats and ketones are one of the side products. That is a different process to the production of ketones for, for
1: DKA. That I happens when your body has run out of insulin. As well, because of a talk of ketones and as a diabetic, yeah. you're very aware of ketones as being something different <laughs> or, or yeah. something bad.
2: Yeah. So the ketones produced from the keto diet would be at a, a lower level. Um, if you've got no insulin in your body at all, then that's when you would go start producing ketones at a level which would be likely to push you into DKA. If that's something you want to go into more detail on, I would suggest it'd be worth doing a a podcast with a doctor Mm who'd be able to talk to you a bit more about that than I can. Um, But yeah, there is a difference. But one of the risks being diabetic and doing the keto diet is that low level presence of ketones so that you're you you're then able to differentiate between you know if you've got a ketone meter and you're not feeling very well and you're mm-hmm. testing for ketones it's being able to differentiate between the level of ketones because of the keto diet mm. and
1: dka and that so that's you're just going into dka yeah so mm-hmm.
2: that would just be one of the things you'd need to be talking about with your healthcare professional before you start to make sure that you're doing it safely
1: um the Other issue that I would, well, it might not be an issue, but that I would imagine if I was going to try and do this keto diet is surely if my blood sugar was dropping and I have to take carbohydrates, doesn't that then take me straight out of ketosis, like the state that I've tried to put my body into?
2: Which is one of the other challenges of the diet is it is a diet that doesn't sort of allow for cheat days, especially. so. In a diet which is looking at just reducing your calories for weight loss, that diet will respond to the calories you eat overall. So the more calories you reduce, the faster you'll lose the weight. If you have a day when you don't reduce your calories at all, you just, you know, you wouldn't be contributing to your weight loss that day. It averages out. With the keto diet, you have to reach that state of ketosis and then maintain it for it to work. So um, I I do remember from when I was... Newly qualified dietitian when the Atkins diet was all the rage. Yeah. Um, I saw a chap who was quite young by my standards. He was in his early 30s and he'd had a heart attack, which is quite young for a heart attack. And when I spoke to him, he'd been doing the Atkins diet. Except on a Friday when they had a takeaway. And except on a Saturday night when he went out for drinks with his mates, except <laughs> a Sunday when he was at his mum's for his roast lunch.
1: So he so was, was a part-time Atkins. <laughs> exactly.
2: He, he hadn't been doing Atkins. He'd just been eating a diet that was really high in saturated fat and wow. processed meat and things like that. So yeah. he hadn't, you know, he hadn't quite understood that for the Atkins diet to achieve what it was saying it was going to achieve, it's one that you have to stick to and it's the same with the keto diet. So you have to stick with it to maintain that ketosis state um, so that you see the benefits. Mm -hmm. So again, that's where I go back to my one diet doesn't fit all. If it suits you, then it's easy to maintain it long-term and people who do keto and um, promote keto, it really, you know, they're quite happy with that. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who would struggle to maintain dietary discipline for that length of time then it's probably not the diet for you because it's not one that's so easy to dip in and dip Mm -hmm. out of um for you you might be better with something like intermittent fasting where you're not achieving a ketotic a ketotic state Mm -hmm. um or maybe low carb where you aim for 120 grams of carb a day which is much less than
1: most people eat but it's not going to i was going to say that sounds a decent amount but if you take into account I mean, we're not talking about, when we say low carb and you think oh, 120 grams, we're not talking about one of your meals can have pasta in it. Like you're probably going to be getting those carbs in foods that you don't even realize have got carbs. Well, yeah, <laughs> so if, if you say
2: 120 grams, if you take an average, say three meal a day type person, mm-hmm. so that's 40 grams of carb per meal. So mm-hmm. 40 grams of carb would be two thick slices of bread. So that's one sandwich, that's it. You then can't have yogurt, fruit, anything else carbohydrate oh, yeah that that's the other thing it.
1: that i read no fruit uh-huh. or some of them say like other than some berries or, or yeah. yeah
2: so berries are the lowest carb of the fruits really uh-huh. um so you could sneak in a couple of strawberries maybe and it wouldn't make too much difference um but yeah if you were on 40 grams so Two Weetabix and some milk, that's 30 grams, just as a breakfast example. Um, Lunch, you know, the sandwich, evening meal, um, you've got a couple of egg-sized potatoes, that would be 20 grams, and then you've got 20 left um, for the other vegetables, or maybe, you know, what you're having with it, or maybe a bit of fruit for dessert. But you would have to be very careful, because it's very easy to go over, and snacks and things like that. Most snacks are carbohydrate based yeah. crisps, cakes, biscuits, healthy fruit, um, all those kinds of things. So as soon as you want to have something like that, you've got to take it off your mm. meal total if you've split it into meals. Oh, so
1: rubbish at this one yeah, so you, <laughs> because I you, like loads got, of fruit.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep a track of what you're eating and you've got to be prepared to um, go without certain things at mm. certain times. Because if you've eaten your allowance of carbs,
1: that's then it
2: you can't you can't sort yeah. of do it i'll have more one day unless the mm-hmm. other um so 120 grams is still m- quite restrictive for our british diets mm-hmm. um or western diets in general really because they tend to be quite high in carb but it does give you a bit more flexibility than going full keto if oh, that yeah. one's not going to be for you yeah
1: um yeah mm. and fruit so, you mentioned sorry go on
2: fruit you mentioned so yeah, yeah. We would be recommending fruit and vegetables for general health
1: yeah
2: we'd be aiming for five a day fruit and vegetables so if you're achieving that with fruit that leaves you very little carbohydrate for anything, other things. You know. so yeah. you you know it might be that your only carbohydrate at your meals would be fruit or you would have carb-free meals and you would snack on fruit in between mm. or you would have to lean much more heavily on the vegetables um And with such a tight carb restriction, you do have to start paying attention to the carbs in vegetables. Generally, for people, I say don't worry too much about them um, because most vegetables are low enough in carbohydrate. But if you're if you're doing keto for sure, and if even if you're doing low carb, you have to start thinking about things like peas and carrots, um, which are generally low carb. For a normal diet, but for a normal, a yeah, so small, yeah, you have to start paying attention to those. So it does take a bit of homework,
1: yeah. So I would imagine if you're even restricted on your kind of fruit and veg, do you think a lot of people on keto are having to take supplements alongside their food? Possibly, um, it depends because
2: everyone's diet is going to be slightly different and hopefully the foods they are eating are reasonably nutritious um, and they're eating lots of the low carb vegetables so Mm -hmm. getting vitamins and things from there Um, but yeah quite quite possibly and that's where we would say get some healthcare um, advice when you're doing it to make sure your diet doesn't become too imbalanced Mm -hmm. and you end up causing yourself some other health problems and the same is true I'm not just saying that about keto the same is true for any diet that is restrictive and cuts out whole food groups. Hmm. So any diet that does that, you'd need to look at what you're cutting out and what what you're losing along with the bits that you don't want, like the vitamins and minerals.
1: Um, So I I, I mentioned this previously, but before we were recording, um, it made me think when I was in prep for bodybuilding competitions, um, that was more carb cycling. So I would have, well, it, it wasn't high carb, I suppose it was moderate carb days when I was training. And then if it, if it was a rest day, my carbs would come really, really down to, you know, minimal. Um, I'd probably have carb, well, minimal for me, it's probably, probably still not anywhere near this level, because I would still have carbs with a meal. Um, so I might have some rice with one of my six meals that i was having at that time but that would be the only bit of carbs i'd have like on a rest day and then two weeks before the competition all carbs are out um cardio goes up carbs go out and i would just be left with a little allowance each day to treat hypos Um, and the idea of that is is to strip fat you know you've built the muscle and now you want to strip the fat Um, well, of course, I didn't. I'd never heard of keto or anything like that when I was doing that. But I, I guess that is exactly it's the just, same principle. Yeah,
2: it's just the the name for what you were doing mm. exactly. So yeah, you probably would have been creating ketones, and you, I guess you weren't taking much rapid insulin at those I points. I was not you much
1: carbohydrate. Would, the odd day, I would take maybe one injection. Mm. So I had literally gone from. As I said, I was eating six meals a day, especially when you're bulking, then every meal has carbs. That's six meals a day with carbs. So you can imagine that's your, you know, that's six injections before you've done anything else, before you've done yeah. your background, before you've done any corrections. So I was going from maybe eight, sometimes ten injections a day. And then I was like, have an injector today, part of my background. Yeah. so i can definitely see that appeal Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i mean injections have never bothered me but just to have that taken away was quite nice because i was like blood sugar still steady um but i suppose that was the combination as well with i was doing a lot of cardio i was doing a lot of training um because you know i was still taking in a very high amount of protein so whereas i suppose keto is is replacing the carb with fat I was replacing it with protein it was a very yeah. high protein diet
2: but you were doing a lot more muscle building than an yeah. average person so your protein needs would have been higher than would an average higher, person yeah
1: yeah so I guess along the same thought process if you do want to build muscle the keto isn't necessarily going to work for you and I, I suppose unless you do this high protein but I'd imagine you still need I'm just thinking out loud now I'd imagine you would you would struggle and and maybe just struggle to get because you you go very high calorie as well if if you're trying to bulk and build muscle and that's a lot of food if you're not taking in carbs isn't it
2: (laughs) I don't know it's not an area I'm particularly specialist in so don't take any of this as gospel but fats are the highest calorie nutrient so you can get a lot more calories in with fat than you can in carbohydrates, but muscle fuel-wise, I don't know how that would work. No, so would, yeah. again, if people are interested, let mm. us know, and we can find someone who does
1: know. And does do know, yeah. them.
2: We'll get them in. We'll get them in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but there's also something um, I've looked into recently because for some people, they find that they need to take insulin for fat and protein in foods, though. Hmm. So it's strange because it's not one that we see a consistent effect from person to person but some people definitely find that they need to dose according to the fat and protein content as well as the i
1: definitely have to dose for minimal amounts but i do have to dose for protein if i have a lot of protein so as i said when i was training like that I think it took that away because because of my activity levels. Mm. But even if I went very low carb and high protein but wasn't that active, I would mm. definitely need to be injecting for protein.
2: Yeah, so there's that aspect to bear in mind as well. But I did some research lately um, to see what evidence there was out there. And nobody's been able to sort of quantify it yet. You know, we can carb count. So if you eat carbs, we do a bit of work and then you, we get a, ratio get a ratio and you yeah. know, I eat this many grams of carb, I'll need this many units of insulin. Um, whereas how much you take for fat and proteins hasn't yet been worked yeah. out. So again, with a keto diet, I don't know whether that would be the same for everybody or whether some people would still need just because we we're talking about, you know, ah, you can stop taking a rapid it, And
1: they're like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, that's not one I know about. So hmm. it would be interesting to hear from anybody listening to this podcast if they have used keto and have found what their rapid insulin needs are according to fat and protein intake yeah there was
1: no no maths around mine when I was very high protein it was literally that's a lot of protein I'll take a couple of units and you know (laughs) it was guesswork but normally that covered it but and that's the
2: thing with this being such a new science you know the there's very little research out there. there's very little Mm. information where it's actually been studied to work out you know what advice can we give with this what is the impact um not just on you know these people who happen to like it or this group over here we need lots of numbers so that it averages out for any Hmm. particular population groups so we need to do some trials but unfortunately that's not happening yet so we'll just have to see what
1: what the the community listening to this can tell us can tell us yeah um i guess an, an important aspect of it is like you were saying that although you're you're taking out carbs and then you're kind of filling your calories with um with fats and with proteins really they've still got to be healthy choices of of fats and proteins
2: that's another
1: interesting one so yes we would definitely advocate
2: the healthier choices um there is some indication that when following a low carbohydrate diet higher saturated fat intake doesn't put cholesterol, push cholesterol up
1: as you okay. might expect it to so um which has been very of the fat and the carbs that does yeah
2: so that's been very interesting but again not enough information to be conclusive yet but that's what i would say if you're thinking of doing the keto diet engage with the healthcare professionals get your cholesterol checked once you're underway with the diet so mm. if your cholesterol is staying healthy you've got confidence and you know that the fat intake that you're having isn't pushing that level up. If your cholesterol level has crept up, then you know to either adjust the diet so that the saturated fat comes down or maybe keto isn't for you and review that. Um, But when you do get your cholesterol done, ask for the breakdown because the total cholesterol won't necessarily tell you the whole picture because it's the difference between the HDL and the LDL Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be of most interest in that as well as the triglycerides. Um, So you want the breakdown of the carbohydrate information because sometimes you can have what looks like a high cholesterol, but if it's the HDLs that are high, one. (laughs) great, that's really healthy actually. So yeah, so just get your, that's why I would say get your cholesterol checked as well as your blood pressure and things Mm. like that. but yeah, so general advice would be go for the healthy fats, the monounsaturates, the polyunsaturates, the plant-based ones. But like I say, there is some indication that saturates, particularly dairy saturated fats, maybe aren't doing as much damage to the cholesterol as we thought. But that information certainly isn't conclusive enough for me to be saying, yes, I recommend yeah, it. crazy
1: on the fat. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so caveats and checking your cholesterol level again to see what's personal to you because the generic advice is an average based on an average person yeah. 50% of people will be above average 50% of people will be below average mm-hmm. so get your cholesterol checked so you know where you sit on that
1: yeah okay well hopefully everyone <laughs> has got <laughs> everyone is- we have- Confused. I was gonna this. say I don't, I don't know, much we've much just confused even more. <laughs> but hopefully um people that have been kind of curious about keto, hopefully this gives them more uh more information and a bit more understanding of, of what it is and what it involves really. um because there's there's so many different terms isn't there and you know there's people looking at it going well isn't that just a low-carb diet but it's actually kind of a a more extreme version of a a low-carb diet so i'd say if you if you've wondered about it if it's really appealed to you and you've looked at it and thought
2: oh actually that sounds right up my street then please do go and talk to your diabetes healthcare team about Mm. it if you've heard it and you think Oh, that's something I should be doing. It's, you know, it's going to fix me. It's going to make everything work. Then it might not. Don't, don't do it because you feel you should. If it appeals, do it. But if you're, if you're looking at it thinking I should do it, because it's going to help me, it's not necessarily, there's plenty of other dietary choices out there. If you think yours needs a bit of a tweak and Mm -hmm. go for one of the ones that's going to sit better with you, don't force yourself to do keto for any reason other than the fact that you think it's going to really suit you personally.
1: Oh, I think I'd be useless. I think I could do maybe two days and then I go and dunk a chocolate biscuit in my drink and be like, oh, no, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) You just forget. Yeah, just just forget. And it
2: does take a lot of mental time to change Mm. your diet in any way, keto or not, because you you have to think about what you're eating all the time to try and make it fit in with whatever diet plan you're following Mm. which is why personally as a dietitian i'm not a big fan of a diet plan Mm. (laughs) that you have to follow i'm a bit more of a fan of dietary principles that you apply in a more general way rather than having to remember am i meant to be eating this biscuit i'm dunking or not not
1: you can just eat it my mental health health would be saying yes dunk (laughs) <laughs> You've reached for a chocolate biscuit for a reason. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. The only thing I, I you know, I, I've never done any kind of diet or or diet plan apart from in prep. So that's why the only thing I can relate this to is, is kind of bodybuilding and stuff. But I mean, that was so time-consuming because, like, like you said, it's not like you can just grab something to eat. Like, I had to meal prep. And 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 do kind of three days at a time to make sure I always had exactly what I needed, and I didn't yeah. have to reach for something else. So, I'd and some people it,
2: love that, and yeah, that yeah. really suits some people. They are very happy to do that long term, and mm. it's a routine they get into, and it's great, and it works for them. But I would say they would be the minority. Mm. Um, most people would find that too much to too much, balance yeah. in with the rest of their life, and so it's a bit too complicated. A diet for sort of everyone to give a go to
1: give it yeah Mm. okay cool well um yeah if anyone does want to know more uh, wants more information wants um to know about it in a bit more detail then i think please let me know and me and Mm. izzy will get on the case and uh have a medical professional on board next time
2: yep super job
1: cool well thank you very much izzy as always always a pleasure Charlotte (laughs) and I will no doubt speak to you again very soon yeah thanks very much Yes, thanks Izzy Bye. bye I've seen lots of questions in the uh in the groups and on social media about keto so I really hope that uh Izzy managed to answer a lot of those for you um As I said, if you do want to know more about keto or know about it in a bit more detail in terms of um, how it can affect your diabetes and and how um, suitable it is for diabetics, then please do let me know, give me some feedback and I will get another medical professional on and speak about it in more detail for you. So I really hope everybody enjoyed today's show and uh just another reminder about our other social networks we have diabetic and healthy on facebook with two facebook groups diabetic and healthy community and type 1 fit please do join those groups if you would like to get in touch and connect with other people with diabetes and please do make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast so that you never miss a show we've got lots of awesome shows coming up including some really great interviews I've got some more of the your stories episodes coming up talking to some really great people with diabetes so I hope you tune in and listen to those and until then stay safe and stay healthy
0: this episode has ended but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.